All right. Thank God. Uh, we are connected. Awesome. Got through. Yes. Josh, what's going on? We good? We good? You can hear me? Yes, I'm good. I can hear oh. you well. Awesome. Let me do my intro real quick. You're here with Finally Podcasting. is your boy, Blaze. I'm good. I'm alive. I'm well. I'm here with my guest, Joss, in the Hello. building. How you doing? This is great. Um, we had some technical difficulties, but it's all right. We're always going to make it. Blaze always finds a way to come through, and I did it. Okay? So um, tonight, we're going to be speaking about uh, spirituality and art, artism or artistry. That's the right word to say. And I brought um, one of these phenomenal intellectual ladies, Joss. Now, I don't want to say your government, so I'm going to just call you Joss or Jocelyn if it's cool. Um, very intellectual, you know, very spiritual. And um, we met from the Zoom call with uh, Sherrielle. So I know um, that was my first time meeting you that, that, that last Saturday, a couple of Saturdays ago. That wasn't your first time on the Zoom call with her, right? No, no, we had did like a women's meeting before that, and it was so transformative. So yeah, it was really nice to get together with a group of men and females to just kind of talk truths. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually met uh, Sherry Yell through uh, well, I- IG obviously. Uh, I was actually in another group. This was early on when um COVID just started to hit uh they what was we we um we have we was having open mics virtually so we was doing uh virtual open mics shout out to my dude samson um we was doing that because we run we also run a podcast besides my personal one here uh we run a podcast but our whole thing is to get you know people to perform and you know present the music so people could you know express their talents so Sherry L had invited me to a concert. I wasn't able to go at that time, but I was like, hey, look, listen, um, once the COVID thing did hit, I contacted her. I was like, yeah, yo, look, um, you know, come through and um, play your music. You know, that's that's what I do. So, yo, just come through and we develop a bond after that and started coming in on Zoom calls. And I was just like, okay, it's very spiritual here. It's very like, uh, you know, relaxing here, even though it's like through the web. So uh, shout outs to Sherry L. Uh, <laughs> it was Ooh. such a great thing. But yeah. Um, so yeah, let's 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 just get into it. Uh, you know, um, just tell me a little bit about like what you do. Like, I know you. We had talked before this. You have done um, art. You're into photography, uh, writing. Is there any other projects you do, or any other talents, or is that like your main niche? Like, if you can, just express it to me, if you don't mind. Yeah. So I feel like my main niche that I currently kind of get paid through is going to be like culinary and mixology um as i do work in restaurants and you said then mixology? yeah so like craft cocktails and oh, okay 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 i like to kind of host um experiences where guests can learn about the art of cocktail making and then experience several micro cocktails in like one setting which is lots of vibes um but yeah, overall, I'm a creative. I mean, I paint, I do photography, I make jewelry, um, events, as I mentioned. I do a lot of writing. Um, I mean, I have bongos and a piano, and sometimes I sit in front of it. I'm not real good, but I like to use it as a way to connect and uh-huh. to use my body 
to focus into like what my heart is saying so yeah that is me I I don't though I do not get paid commercially for a lot of the artist artistic things I do at this point um I do do like quite a few like side gigs where I do get paid to create um and yeah but I guess more than anything I'm more of a creative rather than an artist I don't really know like you know all these terms but I feel like that kind of embodies a little bit more of like the way I move through the world as a professional in that sense well I don't think that's wrong I mean I I think that um to really be specific with it I I would just say uh you're a creative artist because with having a label as an artist I can already tell by creative, well, it's redundant to say it, but as an artist already, I'm already geared into what is it you're trying to show me through your art, regardless of whatever it is. Cause you, cause you have an understanding people express themselves in certain ways. Like, you know, and, and, and you know, there's artists for everything in this world, you know, especially uh, coming from the place I used to come from. I, I'm, I'm still into poetry. I actually wanted to get into poetry for a while. I just never really sat down and, wrote like lines and really did that um quick story i did i did remind i did remember writing a poem from someone and they really cried off of what i said like they teared up they was like oh my god this was crazy but um yeah i i'm not gonna brag here but i'm just saying like i did that and it was (laughs) i was amazed i was like what is going on but um yeah, artistry uh, to me, when I think art, when you, you know, when you, it's nothing wrong with saying a creative artist or, you know, just an artist in general, because already you being an artist in my eyes, it's just like you're going to be telling me something, a story or something you want me to connect to. So it, I, shoot, you didn't just lay down about like several things about yourself as an artist. And I'm right, I'm, I'm like, wow, okay, what you gonna hit me with next? Or tell me like one of those sort of things, you know? So, Definitely a great thing, in my opinion, though. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I love that. Yes, I- I'm an artist. I own that. Yes, let's do that. That is one of those own things. Own that. <laughs> yes, I think it's one of those terms that I think people fight themselves on. And they're like, wait, how does this fit into my life? Is this really me? Am I imposter? But I feel that. I love that. Creative artists. Yeah. A little yeah. redundant, but it makes sense. And it fits the vibe. It, yeah, definitely. And I definitely agree. That's that's the vibe, because, um, you know, especially what we're going to get in tonight about um, spirituality. Uh, I've always believed in, you know, people around me, uh, everything has energy. You know what I'm saying? And, and I believe that um, you could put energy into something or people can feel your like your aura, your circumference. You know, it, 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 you detect uh, people's vibes. I don't know how to describe it, but you know when there's bad energy, there's good energy, and it's just something you feel, whether it be in yourself or you feel it towards another person, you know? And um, I mean, especially how we connected through Zoom virtually, I was able to detect, like, you know, how were people feeling, you know? And, and, you know, I was, I'll be honest with you, I, there was part of that time I was trying to stay awake because I just naturally got tired and I wasn't ignoring you guys at all, but I was just like, I'm staying on a Zoom call the whole entire night just because I want to listen to you guys and I want to listen to what you guys are saying. So I'm not leaving. I'm staying right here and I'm going to bat my eyes until I hear everything y'all got to say. So 
if I was silent, I was trying, I was off and on sleeping, but it was all good. But um, yeah, um, yeah, let's just get into the um the spirituality uh talk or whatever whatever. And again, remember, this is your floor for the whole entire night. Just go off on whatever it is. You got the floor, but um I wanted to touch into spirituality again into artistry, because spirituality for me, I've been in my spiritual world for the last, I would say, um, couple of years, I would probably say it started, it roughly started around 2015, 2016. And I just remember that one day I got that calling and I was just like, the way that I'm feeling now is more serious than how I felt before. Cause before it was just like, I feel it, but I'm not able to properly label it. Then of course, back then it was relative to religion and, you know, trying to find who God is and this, that, and the third, but even on a spiritual journey right now, like there's still never the absence of God for me. I, I don't, I'm just saying on a spiritual essence, it's like now everything that revolves around me, there is some type of spiritual entity to it, but I don't try to go too hard on it, you know? And, um, yeah, for me, the spiritual journey, oh man, it's 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 a blessing because it allows you to look inside yourself and I would say notice what how you become a stronger person. So you look at the strength, the weaknesses, and you start to be more sensitive to your environment. A lot of the times I notice as well. You you start to become very sensitive and Living where I'm, in, I, I'm in in New York, especially, you know, we got a lot of the, you know, the people that might be bugged out, you know, and mm-hmm. it's certain times you can be able to warn that person off. I don't know how, but it's like some type of energy you got to get off, like, yo, it, it, don't don't fuck with me, kind of thing. Like, don't, you know, us as New Yorkers, we're like, like, don't don't fuck with me, like, you know, like, don't do it. And they know not to do it. So even with that, it's like you start to bring people into your circumference that fit your aura. And then that's why I say that's when you know to make the proper friends, friendships, companionships, people around you who's able to be on the same type of plane as you, you know. So that's how I see it. But um, yeah, just, you know, if you give your perspective on like your spiritual journey, where it started off and stuff like that. Yeah, I love that. And I love kind of what you said. It actually has like connects to kind of the way I feel about things. Like the way you say, like as you're on the spiritual journey, you almost start to feel the artistry become a calling because you're just a little bit more in tune with kind of your internal and I think by being so in tune with your internal and setting intentions your external starts to make a lot more sense Mm -hmm. um and so for me like my spiritual journey kind of began I would say it began about like 2012 and I think it was because I was totally uprooted from my life and I was placed into like a new high school for my senior year and that was a time of like rebirth almost. And I just feel like from where I came from, it was so like, it was hard to break out of what I was perceived to be and how I was back then. It's like any little change to your hair, any little 
thing that you try to do different everybody's noticing just because you've grown up with these people for so long so moving away it was like ah okay I can recreate myself I can really kind of be intentional about the way I want to move and be perceived um and then two then it just kind of like began and like after high school I moved out of my mom's house and just there it wasn't a really like creative space like I didn't really have the encouragement to like paint or to do floral design or do anything that would make a mess um however I did get a lot of writing done during that time so that is positive um But yeah, and so now just kind of like in my adulthood and just like getting even deeper into like spirituality as far as like practices go and just really feeling so much more in tune than I ever have, I totally resonate with kind of artistry and creativity, feeling like a calling and very much a practice. And and it's like a calling to get back into my body. Like sometimes I feel like we're just going, going, going and to decide to create seems like um I don't want to say like a burden or a hassle but sometimes it's just like oh but I'd rather just lay here but then some days it's like no you just know you have to and there's something in you that is just like get out of bed and get a paintbrush in your hand and like let's go and I have one experience that was very much that and it's one of my favorite paintings that I have I have no idea why but it was like at like 3 a.m I just started painting and I kept painting and I kept painting until like nine o'clock and it was very like outer body experience I just knew I needed to I just kept going and then I go and pick up my sister from school and then we come home it was like the only break I'd had it was the reason I stopped painting and then I her and I took a nap and we were like oh like like we'll go get food and chips and stuff after we wake up. And then we wake up. Um, my mom had called and said that like my uncle Kevin had died. And mm. that was, it was so strange to me that like perhaps like during my whole painting spree was when everything that he was going through happened. And then my painting ended up like evolving and becoming about him and ended up becoming about kind of my perception of death and it's basically these buildings and very like rigid very kind of basic structure most like the idea is that they are it's a lot of lines and it's a lot of structure to it and then you have like a moon and then you have a um you have an arch in the building as like the doorway Mm -hmm. and then there's this really kind of crazy like grim reaper looking form in the doorway and it just to me the painting embodies the idea that like no matter how much um like there's so much structure in the world and sometimes like when you're in a place that does feel like home and does have that like you know roundedness to it you feel comfortable it's like even in those spaces there's like this darkness to it all and yeah and then just through that experience with that painting it's just like kind of highlighted how much painting like really just connects me to my spiritual side and yeah hmm. I, that that's deep because um 
Okay, of course, I would like to see the painting um, if it came down to it. Um, because it's like, what it reminds me of when you said that, it, it kind of reminds me of this thing like, you know, we, we how do I say it? Like, we're so, I mean, in my eyes, like what, what you just told me, I'm thinking like, we're so used to the hustle and bustle and forgetting about all these different things that's going on. So when you're brushed with something that's so abrupt, it's just kind of like, oh crap, I didn't even know. Like, I understand that it does happen, but it's not in my mind, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like I'm, I'm like, yeah, I'm cognizant of it happening at the moment because yes, I know it's happening. I, it happens subconsciously, right? But at <laughs> the same time, it's not like I'm focusing on it. So when it comes about, it's kind of like, oh shit, like it just stopped my whole entire thing. Now I have to focus on this, you know? Um, that's that's the idea that I got out of it of what you just told me. And um, yeah, that's why I started to understand the whole entire artistry thing. And, and, and like I told you uh, before this before this time, I was just telling you, I was just like, you know, I know I usually have a bias on artwork because from a painting sense, like, <laughs> you know, it's the stereotype. It's certain people that uh, do the artworks and they'll just put like a bunch of just splat on a canvas and they'll put all these lines. And I just be like, what, what the fuck does this mean? Like, what, what is the artistic expression that you're trying to tell me by all these lines? And I mean, I understand the bias because I mean, yeah, we get it from TV. We just think of oh, artists is like abstract art and this, that, and the third. But slowly you start to understand it and you start to be like, a lot of this stuff is great. And I mean, my honest way of coming about growing up was Bob Ross. So Bob Ross brought Bob Ross just he killed it. He he freaking killed it. And yeah, he he really killed it with those those paintings, and I just was like, God damn, that man is amazing. Um, but but really quickly, I wanted to ask you this question real quick. Um, I know we're talking about the spiritual thing. You know that the spring equinox just came in a couple of days ago. Um, oh yeah. So I, I say this because when I got into my spiritual sense, I was like, Oh, I don't celebrate New Year's on January. I celebrate New Year's in March. So mm -hmm. to me, subconsciously, if it's not March the 21st, I believe, it's still 2020 to me. But now, since it just hit the spring equinox, it's 2021 now. And, and it's crazy to say that, but it, it, there's, a, there's even a feeling of feeling like things that is, is the same until you get to the spring equinox. So I just wanted to know, is that something that you thought about, you follow, or is it just like something that, you know, you didn't really think about too much? Oh, heck no. Like, uh, I definitely am on the spring equinox. I'm like, it's March 20th at 2.37 a.m. my time, which is probably 5.37 your time. But yeah, no, I had a whole kind of like practice in as far as like intention setting for the day. Um, so new as it's the Persian new year and that's 
there's so much celebration that goes on all around the world. Like even Canada has recently added it to their calendar. I really think we should add it to our calendar, but you know, um, I'll write a letter or something. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I like part of that ritual for me was like wearing new clothes and like making sure I did something with my family. And it turned out that my mom wanted to have her birthday on that day, her birthday party. So we had like a huge party and it was a day that I was able to kind of get into my event design and also welcome in a lot of people into my home um, who'd never been. So that was really cool. And I think one of the most amazing parts of like that day was like, and kind of going back to what you're saying about like the energy mm-hmm. and how sometimes you just feel it. It's like everybody in my house is just like, oh my goodness, like this ha- this place feels like you. Like, yes, it's, it's a wonderful little space, but like the vibe and all of that, like that didn't come with the house. Like you created that, you did that. And it's just like, yes. Like, and that is just kind of what I hope to bring into like every experience that I host and everything that I create from paintings to earrings to the pictures that I take and yeah I love this essence of like coming into newness I feel like it's very much present especially even in this moment just that feeling of like we're in the new year and it's time to kind of see where this leads us in a very like hopeful and like on the edge of my seat type vibe so Yes, yeah, all about yeah. it. All of, I'm all about it too. Now you said, was it a Persian New Year? You said, yeah. So that's actually how I found out about Spring Equinox. Even was um, I have these Persian guests, and I was just, I was literally just telling them that I wanted to go to a Persian market to grocery shop. It had nothing to do with New Year's or anything. I was just like, I want to get into a Persian market. Like, give me, like, and they were like, Oh my goodness, do you celebrate like? the Persian New Year and they thought I knew all about that and I think that's why they thought I was asking mm-hmm. and I was like no I, I don't know anything and they're like yes like the seven s's which is like a table setup that they do um and it's like seeds for um the idea of like newness there's like vinegar for purity there is um sabza which is a like like a wheatgrass plant that you make yourself. I made it out of lentils. You can make it out of anything. But one of my favorite, wow. that's probably one of my favorite rituals is that um, on the 13th day of the new year, which falls on April 2nd, um, you're supposed to take your wheatgrass that you've grown yourself and you're supposed to tie knots and make wishes for the new year. And then you're supposed to go to like a body of water and throw it in there. So I have it all planned out that I'm going to go to this hike that I've been wanting to go on and go on this bridge and throw it off there. So yes, Persian New Year. I highly encourage everybody to like look up a YouTube video or something. It is so, so, so cool. And you're sure to find something that you'll want to bring into your own life. Like, Yeah, that sounds really good. (laughs) That does. Like they even do this thing where you, um, I mean, this is if you're really serious, but you put, you're supposed to put all your clothes outside in the sun just to kind of like usher in that sense of like, okay, we're starting fresh. Like, let's go. And you're supposed to wear all new clothes from like socks to underwear, the whole thing. So yeah, real fun stuff. See, I would do that, but you know, here in New York, like, you know, you gotta be wary of these pigeons out here, you know? So (laughs) 
I, I'm not trying to take the risk. I mean, I'll find another way to do it, probably put some plastic over it, but um, just to have the clothes out, I don't know yet. You know? <laughs> don't oh, I, I didn't risk. do the clothes out thing. I'm not there yet, but I yeah, did wear yeah. my own sobs it, and I did wear all new clothes. So I'm like, you know, I like these. We'll see what I add on next year, though. Next year, I might be adding on the putting all my clothes outside. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. And <laughs> also something you that I thought was great that you said. Um, that's why I think we um, connect as well. Um, I was not necessarily the hiking. I mean, not necessarily in the spiritual sense, but I, the hiking thing, because um, I was just telling my friend, I was like, oh, yo, I'm going to go hiking again. Um, I went out to Long Island for mines. Now I know in California, I only went out to California once and I was in um, San Diego. Um, Ooh, yes, that's where I'm from. Oh, you're from San, okay, great, great. Um, man, it was, it was a hell of an experience. Me and my friend went and we was by the gas lamp quarter, that area over there. Um, it's not too far from the beach. Uh, that was a good experience, but, um, I was saying like, you know, I was telling my friend, I was like, Hey, I'm going to go hiking again. Uh, you know, I'm going to go back to the same spot I went to in Long Island. Um, I have went right after my birthday and it was such a great experience. Um, and, and it's, it's kind of off topic, but I just wanted to say, it because I just, a lot of people don't understand like how beautiful hiking is. <laughs> like I can't stress how great when you hike, it, I don't know. Maybe you can elaborate on it. And, and that's like, I, I'm not going to lie. Like, I did look at your Instagram and I was like, the scenery you use for your pictures. I was like, is that really how it is in California? Because that shit looks <laughs> very scenic. And I'm like, you know, I'm used to being in the city. So it's like, for me, you know, you branch out, you go to different places. It's like, okay, yeah, I'm great to get out of here because of such and such. But I'm like, in California especially when I went to um, a place like uh, Balboa Park. I was Ooh. like, whoa, like, like I went there in December because I, I went there in December and I remember it was me and my friend. We was just wearing like, um, we was wearing flannels and our shirts out there because our weather, like the way y'all get cold is not the way we get cold. <laughs> so I was just, and it was a festival that day. So we was there just eating up all the food, finding out the attractions. And, you know, we just talked to this lady. He was like, this lady was like, y'all not cold? I was like, no, I'm not cold at all. And it's like, oh, it's like 50 something degrees out here. It's like, man, it's not, I'm not really cold. But um, I was saying that because Balboa Park, when I had looked at a certain place, it was like a street. And then I seen like all this like terrain, like this tundra and like these like um grassy areas. Like, I don't really know how to describe it, but it was so many hills. Then it was just like a straight street that just drove in like a, a circle, whatever. I don't know. But yeah, hiking to me, it's just like it, it, it was such a great experience. And I'm used to it before, but um, I stress that as an importance because sometimes you just need that time to just go away for a minute. And I love to walk. So for me, hiking makes me feel like I'm going on an adventure and that also have to deal with our ideas of paths. You know what I'm saying? Like what path are you taking to get from point A to point B? Because there's sometimes tree stumps and trees that will block the path. Got to find your way around it. Like Absolutely. And sometimes where there is no path later down the line, you find that there was one there at some point and maybe it just like, became unpopular and so then things started covering it but as you keep going you like 
you're like, oh, wait, somebody was here before. This is cool. Um, yeah, I love hiking. I love the sense of adventure. I don't do it as much, I must admit, but I do go on a lot of like nature walks where I live. Um, yeah, like the pictures on my Instagram, it's, it's mostly just like in my backyard, like legit. I am just so grateful that I live out in like a little country town because connecting with nature is a really big part, I think, it's been a huge part of my spiritual journey, especially through um, COVID right? Um, in the pandemic and having to stay at home all day. Like that really is what the fact that I relocated maybe about several, maybe like six, seven months before all of that hit was like, whoa, like this could not have been more aligned. And now I'm here in a place where it's just like the birds are everywhere and there's butterflies. i even live in like I must live in like a migration path because one day there was like I'd never seen so many butterflies it was like thousands and thousands just like flying through where I lived and um yeah I wow I'm just so grateful just like even thinking about it but yes getting out in nature connecting with nature and really too I think that's like I think that to me is also like one of my biggest inspirations, especially when it comes to like floral design, because nature is like the best artist that ever existed. Um, and when it comes to like my paintings, I love to just blend colors. And a big part of that is like trying to give the feel of the way sunsets feel. I want to be able to create that just through like my brush strokes and the colors I choose. Um, I also like to kind of bring nature and like the seamlessness of it all and like it's somewhat messy but like the vibes and the colors still go um especially it's like my event design I feel like that's a really big part of that I I feel like I'm not like cookie cutter event style it's very eclectic my energy and it's a lot of colors it's a lot of patterns it's a lot of different um types of vibes but coming together to just like mesh really well and create something that people have never really seen or experienced before so mm -hmm. nature number one inspiration well um it's funny you say that because i don't know why i randomly thought of this um because i was going to ask you the question um it's a random question but uh when you say nature not to be like cliche or anything I really started getting into the color of brown. I started getting to more like the nude and the more of like the, the brown colors, like greens, your greens, your browns, your naturals, your beiges. Um, yes, the earth tones. Yeah, exactly. The earth tones. That's what it is. I, and, and you know what's funny about that? I, I don't know why. Because for a long time, you know, I've been into burgundy for a long time. And this burgundy is still like one of my favorite colors. But um, no, I asked like, you know, I know as an artist, you know, you pick your colors, but it's like, is there like favorite colors of yours that you like to work with specifically in your artwork um, when you do these, like um, when you do these paintings, when you, when you go on a canvas or is it just, it's just whatever comes to your mind. Ooh, there's a bit of like a random element to it. It's most of the time I will admit, but I do, I could say that what ends up always working well for me is like, peach like peach colors with yellow and green staggered right. and blended and then maybe with like a brown base at the bottom always always like feels really good um and then too I love like blue whites and um it's not exactly 
gold, but it's like, but yeah, I, I would say gold and like, um, and like those brown yellows, I would say those colors also together really just kind of always bring me that feeling of like euphoria in colors and paintings. Uh, okay, okay. Because it adds more of like the more, uh, I would say like, um, <laughs> I was about to say elegant, like elegant, more like cheerful type of presence to the presentation you're trying to present. Absolutely. And sometimes it's really even just those colors just like blended together by themselves. And then um, it's like what I do isn't exactly abstract. It's like there's definitely you you know what it is, which is just like sometimes just blendings of colors. Um, and then sometimes like as abstract as I go is like I'll create something that looks very like a bunch of clouds and then with like a white to with with the which um which I'd be using for the clouds obviously I would create a bunch of like figures like my mind would start to see figures in the the strokes and the differentiation of like the darker tones and the more opaque tones of the white versus like the lighter more like transparent tones of the white and then through those contrasts I'll be able to like form pictures in them and those have really become my favorite because those are the ones that like people just sit and look at for hours just the way you would like when you look up in the sky and cloud watch um and they're like oh my goodness I see this and I see this and oh my goodness I see this and it's just like yes I'm so like I definitely put things that are obvious but there's also a level of things that are a little bit more like they take the mind's eye but Mm. yes playing with colors is like and blending them and seeing the way that they that 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 for the most part like encapsulates like my painting artistry sometimes I do a lot of I do forms uh, but it, and flowers I do a lot of flowers but um but those that's kind of like the way I like to move through that realm ah uh, yeah yeah I see it's like you're talking right now and I'm trying to imagine like you like <laughs> the whole entire scenery. I'm not gonna lie; like it's really making me imagine that right now. Um, but I mean, this last question because I was gonna go into um, another thing that we had talked about. Um, it what piques my curiosity. So, is it true that you have like a backyard, like garden? Is do you have that? Ooh, so I have a backyard. But it's not a garden. Um, one, I'm like, I don't know if it ever will be because I'm, I'm not the best when it comes to plants. You know, I love to buy them. I buy them probably more than I should, but they never seem to live too long. So, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to keep it together with the plants that I do have. Um, but one day I would love to have a garden. But what I do have is I live actually in an avocado orchard. So I have tons and tons of trees around me. Um, I probably live on like, maybe like a little more than like an acre of land. Um, And it's like the best for morning walks, just like walk through those trees and feel like you're in a forest, even though the trees are a lot shorter than they would be in a forest. Um, But then too, I live in a bunch, like in a very mountainous area. So there's like mountains all around and... Um, there's even like a creek, like walking distance. And so, yeah, I've got 
so so much but my neighbor she has a garden and she's got Mm. some pretty cute flowers over there and yeah yeah i'm not gonna lie to you jocelyn i'm i'm like i'm i'm fucking jealous (laughs) because i'm like look hey like like because i like like yeah i understand like when i was younger i was like yo what the hell is it like in california and then like you know traveled out there with my homeboy in san diego but then you telling me this and i'm like there's photos i've constantly seen of california and i'm just like yo like I would dead move out there. Like it, it like the whole entire scenery catches me off guard, you know? And, and it's like, it, yeah, you you got it. You got it. So yeah, I'm I'm definitely jealous. Definitely <laughs> jealous. I gotta get used to this New York life, but you know, I, I try to make it through one day, see how I come out there, you know. So yeah. Um Yeah, I, I welcome my space to you. Come, come, come. I appreciate that. Yeah, definitely. I'll I'll let you know on that. Um, so, so we were talking about, um, another thing that was on our minds that we was talking about that I really liked that you had brought up, we was talking about writing, right? And, um, you know, besides us talking about the spiritual stuff, I always say that writing is very important because me, um, when it comes to, you know, journaling specifically, I've always loved writing since I was a kid. And, you know, obviously, I, I mean, I like to also read the dictionary for my own for my own pleasure to like learn new words and, you know, learn new terms and all these different things. Like I'm just a total geek when it comes to that. And I love it because when you learn new words and you expand your vocabulary, it's always one of these type of things that just is like, well, I learned a new word. Let me use this in a proper context. Or if I said something, a word like because I ain't going to lie, like sometimes we have verbal diarrhea and the thing about that is is that we'll say something right we'll say words but we're not sure if those words are used in a proper context but then when you go ahead and you research what you just said and it's the proper context you're like oh shit i definitely did i definitely said what i meant that i said and I'm happy about that. Instead of using words out of context, is it a bug you? Because it'll be, I was like, damn, I sound like an idiot because I didn't use the word in a proper context. But even going back to, besides the words, going back to the writing, I was saying to you earlier, I was like, yo, like um, my thing with journaling is, is like, you know, every time I'm going in my journal, when I start a new post in my journal, a new entry, it's an episode for me. You know, it, it's a new it's a new episode for me. I'm reflecting on my day. I'm reflecting on a moment at that time. So the more I keep writing, the more I keep expressing myself, the more you, I'm getting in tune into my own world. And I know you talked about, you know, what it was like for you when it came to you writing. So, I, you know, I just I'm, I'm interested in getting a little bit more into your story about writing, you know, um, you know, things that if anything you feel comfortable with telling me about, like, such as like, you know, with the writing stuff that you're doing right now, you know, is it mainly just a personal thing? If it's not just a personal thing per se, do you have plans in the future to create a book, a series of books or um, something like blogs or anything that you feel you know, you want the people to know when it comes to writing, because I know you said writing is one of the, another thing that you do. And um, I appreciate writing. I was going to actually tell you this. Um, I went to school for that. So, oh. yeah, I, I had I had uh, graduated from um, with a with creative writing because um, 
you know, not to put it out there, but, you know, I have interest on being a novelist and, um, you know, exposing my talent more to writing and the stories that I did in the past uh, when I was in school, you know, I, I was just so deep into the story. And, it, and it's like, you know, of course you're doing it for an assignment and they're teaching you all the writing styles. But I was like, I don't give a damn about that. Like, I give a damn about what does my characters mean? What do they represent? What is it that I'm trying to say in this story about the things that's happening in the world or what is it that I see? And it's just like, I've realized certain certain stories, a lot of my stories was actually true about my life. And um, really quickly, um, it's actually a story I did uh, back in, it's a story I did back in 2018 about something that happened in 2015 where I got drunk at a party and um, it, it, I got drunk. I wind up making out with this girl like, like randomly okay. outside. It's like 20 degrees outside, it's snow all over the ground and oh, wow. all that other stuff, right? So I leave and this is in Queens. This is in Queens, New York. This is where the seven train is at. I'm walking with this guy. I found out he's a pimp and he's trying to get me a girl to have sex with her. I'm like, bro, I'm not trying to have sex with nobody. I'm trying to get home. So <laughs> I wind up going up the steps. I get to the train station, go to the seven train, whoop-de-woo. And um, what wind up happening is I was so drunk. I rolled the whole entire seven train from Manhattan, which the last stop was Times Square at this time, all the way to the first stop in Queens, which is Flushing Main Street. And when I woke up, I saw that it was 4.16 in the morning because it was the, the trains with the that tells you the time and the stops and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. all I saw was this homeless lady all the way down at like the last seat. And I was like, fuck, like, <laughs> damn, like, ah, I didn't even know. Like, I was just like, this is crazy. I didn't know I was gonna get this drunk, but I had wrote that story. And like, you know, when I got the reflective back from class, a lot of people was just laughing about it. It's like, yo, uh, Blaze's story was so funny. So it was just amazing. amazing. Yeah, it was amazing <laughs> to get the <laughs> feedback on it. I was like, yo, that's crazy. But um, yeah, I'm 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 just really interested in the writing field. Um, you know, I have other people around me who was able to publish books. So, you know, I'm constantly looking at that and you know, I'm just just floating just with the different projects because I think like me. I think you, you know, we, we have a thousand thoughts going per second. So one minute we might be here, another minute we might be here on like things we oh, want to yeah. do. And it's like that. And let's be real. It, it shouldn't be overwhelming. And you'll just be like, damn, like I got to figure out a way to schedule this. You know what I mean? So yeah. um, I would just like to get your uh, perspective on writing because I found it very interesting what you was talking about. And yeah, like just, um, just shoot it. I mean, I, I would just like to know, like, you know, all about it. Just tell me about it. Yeah, I feel like writing has been maybe the most consistent art. Well, it is the most consistent art form that I have in my life um, since I was little. Like my mom even says I used to like write all over the walls and like all sorts of stuff. So fast forward now to being an adult. And yeah, the love still remains. And I feel like the reason to me that it's also one of the most spiritual practices that I have is because in the writing, it really does feel like I kind of lose myself. Like there's moments where like, it's just like a stream of thoughts and my hand just has to keep up. And it's like, I'm not processing anything. I'm not really stopping to think. 
it's all just flowing from my brain to my hands. And it's one of the most organic, most like peaceful things that I can say that I do on a regular basis. And yeah. And so when it comes to writing, I mean, I write from like personal diary entries to um, less personal, like uh, I would say like op-ed pieces. It would be um, like subjects that I think are really, that have a lot of people's minds on interests, such as like vaccines and the presidency. Um, one of my favorite thoughts that I've had recently that I've really delved into has been like religion as a business oh. and like really getting into like how as, as businesses, you have to differentiate your product. That's where you get all the different like religious sectors. You have to like the network effect, the more people that become a part of your group, the more powerful and the more influence it can have in then you have um, like the switching costs, like why sometimes people don't end up leaving certain churches and organizations because, well, all the reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then too, like the incentives to join and like the third party opportunities for individuals. And there's just so much on that topic that I'm just like, ah, so many ideas. Um But yeah, and then I also write a lot about, like, currently I'm working on a book on service. I think that'll be, like, my first little writing child that I put out into the world. Um, It's basically, like, an ode to the service industry, as I don't plan to be a server for the rest of my life at a restaurant. Um, But yeah, and then maybe, like, my second child, as far as, like, books go, would be like a book on like self-realizations and that comes from sometimes the realization doesn't even happen until after I've written something like um like for instance there was this one like writing prompt and it was like okay we're in the Pisces new moon this is a great time to like write out everything you want in a person and when I went to sit down I I wrote I want somebody that looks like me and I almost didn't want to write it because I was like what like that's so superficial like it shouldn't matter what they look like um but I was like no it's in my heart I'm gonna write it down anyway so I wrote it down and then a couple weeks and a, and a bunch of other things of course and then a couple weeks later I would like met this guy and he was so like I was helping out this old lady that I'd never met mm-hmm. and we met him because he was trying to help us because And it was just, like, so beautiful. And then as we're, like, walking to the car, he's, like, saying hello to all the people that are walking past us. And he was very trusting. He, like, left his cart, like, in front of the store so that he can help us do our car really quick. And and it's something I would totally do. I'm very trusting of the world, even though the old lady was like, what? You're just going to leave the cart right there? Um, And then... Yeah, just like other things. And and, and I re- and at the end of that experience, it was like, thank you for helping us. And that was it. And like, I tell the story, I was like, I ended up getting the old lady's number, but I didn't get his number. And I feel like a big part of that for me was that, I mean, I've dated white boys before, and, and probably it's like all I've really known to date. Um, yeah. But because he was white, it was like the reason I didn't want to give him my number. 
because mm. I was kind of like, well, I wrote in my writing that I want somebody that looks like me. Like he doesn't look like me. And then it would come like in retrospect after kind of like reading, like just like pondering on that thought and sharing the story with other people. I just came to realize that like, though he didn't look like me externally, like he looked like me internally. Like we were doing the same exact things. He said hello to the people that walked by, which I feel like is something a lot of people don't do. Mm -hmm. Um, he was very trusting of the world to leave his things there and it was just like wow like wow like sometimes you don't realize like you can learn so much about yourself by having like expressed yourself at one point and then reflecting back on maybe what you wrote and seeing how like life leads you to different conclusions on what you thought you knew and so that's been one of the most like recent like wow that's wild um but other things are just kind of like other topics of interest are just kind of how like everything doesn't happen for a reason like there are some things that just really never needed to happen and there really is not a bright side to them and I feel like in this culture a big part of like um sayings that people like to throw out there is like everything happens for a reason and mm -hmm. I think it almost like there's a sense of like toxic pox positivity to that. It's like, well, that's, but, but it also comes from this, like I sit back and realize that, you know, this generation, our generation hasn't seen a lot or hasn't had to go through so many of the traumas that a lot of our families have gone through. And it's not just this generation. I can genuinely say that I've also realized that it skips generations. Like my grandma didn't see like, claims I've had like the most blissful beautiful innocent childhood ever but my mom does didn't and then my mom's traumas look different from my traumas and it's just like there really is no generation to be generalization to be said but the concept is that like what it looks what things like what abuse looks like to one person isn't the same as like what abuse looks like to to another and um, to say that like everything happens for a reason from a privileged stance basically is forcing somebody who has gone through really difficult stuff to say like look look at the brighter side and it's like well there is no brighter side sometimes and you can't know that though if you didn't live that and if you didn't experience that so it's like it's no fault on to anybody it's just like realizations of life right um and, and I would say that also um what what came to mind when you say that is perspectives, you know, um, perspectives is the thing that comes to mind because, you know, it's all about just because that one person you experienced it doesn't mean that that person experienced it. But uh, yeah, okay, go ahead. Yeah, or like not in that way. It's like, okay, abuse to me looks like, you know, um, neglecting, like, like you, you're here, but you're on your phone all day. And like, to me, that's like hitting as abuse. But like, for you, it's like, oh, you were, like, knocked out by your father when you were younger, and, like, or, like, oh, my goodness, you experienced, like, being raped by, like, your close family, like, you know, there's, it's, like, so when you use the term abuse, or when I have used the term abuse from, like, my privileged state, it has really triggered things for other people, and it's, like, mm -hmm. oh, crap, like. I, what, I mean, what, I, I was gonna say this, though, like, you said abuse, like um, the person is on their phone all day. <laughs> right? 
it's like it's, it's not really abuse jocelyn like that's very because i was thinking i was like how, how would it go like i mean i i get it i mean you would want to spend time with your man but like he's on his phone for a second it's just like oh so you just really going to text in front of me like that who who is it who is it <laughs> tell me who it is now like, <laughs> like it, it's like constant and it's every day and every moment and it's the whole time but you know, we all have our things. And also, I, I also realized that sometimes ab- the abuse wasn't the right word to use, you know, so. I mean, it would be more of like a, a nuisance kind of like, you know, a, a, but it still would fall into neglect. You, you, I, I think I think it would mean, because when you said neglect, I definitely would say that when it, when it says abuse, I'm not gonna lie, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't see abuse in it, but I definitely would see a sense of neglect. But if he's being an asshole intentionally, and he's and he's definitely texting another girl in front of you, um, hey, that could be abuse. <laughs> you know what? I won't argue that. I won't. I won't argue that. I w- I definitely think it would be more of a manipulation slash mental abuse, like. Yeah. Then trying to lie about it is definitely a part of manipulation. So I, I won't argue that because I understand what you're getting at. I do. Yes, words. And I've also just realized that like words really do sometimes just get in the way. <laughs> um, but I've also realized that words can be like the only way to transformative and healing dialogue. And it's like dialogue is so 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 important and that's probably like my favorite topic to write about um and like kind of going back to this whole idea of like what what one word means to me doesn't mean the same thing to you it's like how do we categorize words like there should be like oh like a uh, like a subcategory for like the form of the word like abuse point one or like abuse point three like when it's really crazy or like oh but also I realized too that it might just be helpful to say what things are rather than trying to use blanket terms to cover them yes to communicate and that's probably the biggest takeaway and the most important thing that I've probably come into lately I agree 100% (laughs) <laughs> that's I agree 100 percent on that. Um but yeah, um I I like like I said, I, I really liked the uh, um when you started talking about writing, um, you know, before we got into this convo, because I just was like, I'm a writing fan all day. Like, man, I'm talking novels, memoirs, uh, you know, like the stories, uh, even even like you said, like, you know, personal issues or like, especially what's going on in the world today. Like, what do we think about President Joe Biden or what do we think about the stuff that's going on around this country? Right now, we have the whole thing with um, apparently this whole entire racist war that's going between Asians and black people and um, well, so-called black people. But um, it's 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 just it's just that that pen or pencil hits the pad and you're unlimited. And that's, that's why I feel like writing it is a spiritual thing because um, you're allowing yourself to go into depths you haven't before and not everybody needs to know about it unless you show them. So you have all control of what you decide to put on that pen and pencil, that pen and pencil on that paper, or do you want it to be very private to yourself as in you're the only audience that knows about it as compared to the other person you want to see that. 
But I never recommend journals. I, I don't recommend journals to give to people because it's your most private, intimate thoughts. And to me, I, I take that shit seriously. I, I can't I can't allow like, you know what I'm saying? Because I don't want to be like, oh, yeah, you said this. Like, you know, even if they don't, you know what I mean? Because even if they don't tell other people, it's just a fact of matter. Like, that's really my privacy right there. Like, that's that's you seeing me like that's you seeing me mentally naked. That you can't. <laughs> that is yeah. serious. You're seeing me yeah. mentally naked at a very, a very, very, very sensitive point. You know. Yes, and I think that that's like a big part of like artistry is like, and when you tie it into spirituality, I think it's really a big part of it is like discernment and like knowing what to share, when to share, how to share, like, and but also being authentic and doing so and not really overthinking it, but. It's mm-hmm. just this idea of like sometimes not everything is meant to be given to others, and like sometimes things really just are for you. And and I think that that battle happens a lot, like with this whole social media world and this whole like idea of like clout chasing and what will get me like views and what will people actually like. And it's like, well, sometimes the things that might get clout are like the things that are really personal and that maybe it's just not the time or like the place or um yeah and maybe not the method because it's like I I find that in-person conversations or just a FaceTime call on these types of topics especially the taboo ones can go really 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 far as far as like transforming your way of thinking and feeling and the other person as well and then from that, like the way you see the reality and how the next couple days begin to feel. I don't know. I just love dialogue. And I think that through communication, like verbally is really a gift and a tool. Yeah, I agree with you. And I was just going to say for reference, it's just like, um, especially with a Sherry Yell, like, you know, she's like, I'm like, I don't know if you peeped the last time, like, we was on a Zoom call. She was like, no, before I didn't really understand you, Blaze, like, but like this Zoom call, like, I finally start to get to know you. And I was like, because <laughs> I was thinking in my head, like, some psychological, like, identify with me because because I'm I'm a blunt person so it's just like I have no problem saying exactly what it is that I'm saying and it's so hard now because we have the cancel culture and if you say certain terms it can come across as you are such and such and such because you said this or you did this and to me I'm more of like well I don't give a damn what you say what I'm going to say is what I'm going to say if you disagree with it that's fine that's your business but forcing me to get into that label, that's on you. You know what I'm saying? I can't be in control of that. You know? Absolutely. And I feel like so much of like what we see on council culture is like from a 2D perspective. It's like there's not really a full like like there's typically not so much context. <laughs> and mm-hmm. there's typically um yeah, just not enough like background as like, okay, well, like let's talk about it. Like healthy disagreement, I should say, is what really would help the world as opposed to you know this whole yeah one the council culture and then two like the blanket statements I really do think that that's a biggie it's like if we just say like exactly like what it 
what is happening and like how we're feeling because of what is happening and try to not use generalized terms and try to not kind of make it sometimes being concise isn't the right the way to go about things like you need to explain full on and exactly and I again I I agree with you again and I think um healthy disagreements is the the number one thing um you hit it right on it you you hit it right on the head um there's two more things that I think that I really like what you said in this convo and then we'll just let it go after this but um I really like what we were talking about as terms as photography. And the reason I say it is because I'm also into photography myself. I've been, you know, I've been working on a podcast for three years. I've made it my business to try to incorporate my photos as the thumbnail to my episodes in the past. And um, I don't know. I, I think I'm gonna be a little bit lazy this season because I don't the topics that I bring up, but I, I can't really find new photos. I can, but I'm lazy on it. I'll admit that. If you need but, help, I'm here. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that a lot. Um, well, the thing about photography is when we're talking about spirituality and artistry, just to give a background story, and you could also give your background story as well after mine. Um yeah. I started photography, well, my mom gave me a camera in the seventh grade. I remember it was one of those handheld cameras that, you know, you just point and click and it just does that damn flash thing. But <laughs> I know as I got older, I got serious about photography. I got serious, I got serious, I got serious. And I was able to do, I think, Within the last couple of years, I was able to do a couple of events that I, I got paid for. Um, but it, it tripped me out because I was just like, damn, like this camera I'm using right now is a gift, but it's not really the camera that I should be using when it comes to photography. But, but, but fuck all that. It, mainly the idea of photography for me and why I'm so excited and what is it that I'm planning with my photography is that, you know, Besides the, the cliche term of trying to use it to tell a story, I'm I'm trying to think about the day that I took that photo. What was I feeling? What was it that I was doing? What are those people in the photo doing? Or where is this location? Why don't you guess where the location is when it comes to the photography thing? And that's what makes it really essential for me as an inspiring photographer. And then when I talk to other people around me who do photography, that's the whole viewpoint too. So my whole story about becoming an inspiring photographer, it, it, it's, I've always been into taking pictures. It's just needed that time to just be like, you know, I'm gonna take a picture of this, I'm gonna take a picture of that. These are scenes around the city that I've seen in the suburbs and it's all this great, straight up cool stuff. And um, spirituality wise, I won't necessarily I say that I feel it spiritually, but I do feel it on the artistic point. Because even still, I look at a lot of these uh, photographers. I don't know if you know this man named um, Jamel Shabazz. Jamel Shabazz, yeah, yeah I, quick history lesson. Jamel Shabazz is a photographer for, I believe, Brooklyn. He was born in the 1950s or 60s. And he took pictures of New York City back in the 1980s. And when I tell you 
the whole entire fashion style of how people was during that time was just like, you know, candid because they had no pumas with the chinchilla coats and all that other stuff, the hairstyles. And then Ooh, you look inside. Yeah, it's it's amazing. And, and, you know, I'll send a link to you after the episode. Um, I was seeing it and I was just like, yo, this was what life was like in the 80s in New York. And, you know, you see the graffiti trains and how people just hustling and bustling every day. Uh, a kid sitting on the seat of a bus and looking out the window. Amazing. And this is just regular photography. But just the fact of the matter, you are literally taking a picture of history every single time you click that camera. Even right now, the fact of the matter, I took photos when they had the Black Lives Matter protest this past summer. And the fact of the matter, I did a couple of videos on that as well. Now, that and just how the coronavirus began. I was still working and still am working, still working during when the coronavirus started. Everything was shut down. Trains was empty. Like you didn't really see anybody. A couple of homeless people, Ooh. but you didn't really see anybody like that. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying that to say it's amazing because the fact of the matter, I was like, when I took those pictures, when I did that, I said, yo, I'm, I'm making this for history. I'm making this for history. It's going to be so valued. You don't even understand. But yeah, that's my whole entire thing of how I came into that world of photography. And it just really helped me out. But um, I know for you, um, you also talked about photography. And like I said, I, I completely fell in love with one of those pictures you took. I don't know what it was. I know it was, it was staring at some type of plant. It looked like it look, looked a bit lavender, but I just seen like a mountain range. And I was just like, holy shit. I was like, oh, Jocelyn is really like, toggling my eye sockets right now <laughs> that's what i hope to do on my instagram i feel like that's my fun with it i actually i really i haven't had instagram very long i think i got it maybe like a little over a year now but like before that i just didn't have i didn't have social media for like five years or something like that um and so now that i'm on it i'm like oh this is so much fun to like curate trying with different things yeah. I don't even curate. I just kind of like post what I like, and it, they all just happen to fit well with each other. And that's where I'm like, ooh, authenticity really is the way because you don't really have to think too much about it, but it all just happens to work out really good. I'm gonna say this: um, it's like the, it's like the, um, it's like the, it's like the um, photography thirst trap, you know? <laughs> oh, absolutely, though. It's definitely also that, um, especially yeah, when you can appreciate a good picture and you mm -hmm. find, oh, uh, when you find all like the profiles that really hit oh my goodness so yeah. people are really 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 talented at what they do um but yeah I mean photography for me I agree I don't really feel like like in the works of it it doesn't feel too well it depends not now that I was gonna say in the works of it it doesn't really feel too spiritual but it's like no like I I do have a really heightened sense I think of, of presence just in everything that I do so sometimes I am like okay no it's not right just yet and I think that also comes from um shooting on film for like the major like the whole beginnings of my interest and in, like becoming like someone who really cares about the photos that they take um, mm -hmm. and only having that one shot and film costing $20 to develop per role and it just being like, oh my God, I better get this shit right. Like everything must be in frame and it must be the right angle and the lighting must be right. And um, But now that I shoot mostly digital, it's it's definitely a lot less of that. I don't feel so like pressured to be like making sure everything's perfect because you get like a billion different tries at it um 
but I do like photography as far as um kind of in what you were saying like it's it's history and you're able to really kind of transport back into moments and into memories that you didn't even know you had like I I was always that person to like well I still am that person I have so many rolls of film from like god knows when that I haven't developed and I typically I'll shoot pictures and I'll be like okay yeah you'll see that like a year from now because it does take I just it's never really a priority. And that feeling that I have when I'm going through those pictures like a year and a half later, it's like, oh my God, I didn't even know that I, I don't even remember this, but I remember it now because I see the pictures and I can feel so many feels that would have been totally wiped from my existence and from my memory without these pictures. So pictures are huge as far as like being able to relate it back to your life and to be able to like step back and like really see how far you come and when I do and as of lately this totally just sparked a thought um I have this friend actually a friend another friend today also um they they've been sending me pictures of what I used to look like like back in high school and (laughs) it's just so wild to see those pictures because I don't have any of those pictures like I don't have any of those pictures and so it just takes it's just like wow I really have come so far and like I really am aging like wine and I really like need to put these pictures up all over my house to remind myself that like we're we really are on like a journey that's transforming us in externally and internally and the change is just monumental so yes the power of pictures is just it's it's one of the greatest tools we have. I think that writing also has that same power, which is why I love to keep journals and why I think it's important to keep journals because you can really, you, you your brain can't remember everything and it's foolish to, to think that it can. So you should, I think that it's wise and enjoyable to document for your future self. I because- agree. <laughs> I yeah. agree with you. Yeah, it's it, uh, man. You, you don't even understand. Y'all don't understand how powerful like these simple tools are. You know, like, uh, like I, I, I can't even get into it because it's just like if I do it, like I would have to stay here for another two hours trying to explain <laughs> it because it's just so much. But it's so simple, you know. It, you know, you, I know you know, but um. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. Um, yeah, I, I mean, that's about it. But um, so is there any more you want to talk about that? Because I know we, we're just going to dive into this last section just really quickly. And then, um, you know, I, I, you can shout out your, um, your, your profile, your Instagram page. I know you have a business, too. Um, I know you said something. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you want to say anything else? Ooh, um. Maybe after after you say what you say. No, no. I, I mean, no, no. The floor is all yours. If you, you know, if you want to touch on anything, go ahead. Ha! Huh. I'm like looking over my notes. Like, what? What can I? Uh... But yeah. Uh... Well, shout out to a book that like really helped me get into like my spirituality. It was actually a gift. Oh, and it's called The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle, and even his like videos on youtube will just really put you in a place of like connecting your mind to your body and for me that's what 
spirituality is all about Mm -hmm. and finding the connectedness of things. And I feel like when I look at my relationship with art, I actually feel like it's a really spiritual relationship. I feel like um, I was led into certain practices and I feel as though a lot of the things that I do, I've been doing for a long time. Like all of my jewel, like today a girl hit me up to create a pair of earrings for her best friend. And it's like, I, I, I'm so I'm grateful to do it and because it's like I have all these beads and all these earrings and or all these things to make earrings that I've had for years years and because it was just something I've always loved to do and I still collect beads when I'm out in town and find things that I love and um, so yeah I just feel like through like artistry and like expressing myself and like looking back on how those things even came to be and how like I got started with a lot of it especially with like photography it's like okay I didn't get a camera I only got a camera because I was going on a vacation with my best friends and I wanted to document it but if that vacation would have never happened I don't think I would have ever really given it even a thought to Mm. get a camera and when it comes to uh, like events it's like I think that all a lot of that comes from my job and and also it comes from because what I do as a fine dining server is I create experience for people and I curate these moments and it is a lot about ambiance and it is a lot about presentation and I just feel as though and and I'm I've become like the go-to girl to like make sure every like when weddings happen at our restaurant like I'm the one who like gets to decorate like the bride's room and make sure like everything looks really aesthetically pleasing and I get I get asked to like make sure the like buffet areas that get set up for like the food service that look nice and presentable as far as like staging and using boxes to elevate things and plants to make sure things are peeling and candles and so it's like I don't think I would be so invested in a lot of the things that I do without like the journey as a whole and so yeah that is just my final thoughts on that presence is key in all of it and I couldn't be as like spiritually aligned in the things I do without having practice gaining presence over my body oh yeah through spirituality definitely (laughs) definitely that that's a must though that's definitely a must though so um yeah. Uh, so I think there's just, I think it's one more thing that I wanted to touch on you about really quickly, um, only because it holds for me. Um, then after that, we could just do our uh, final thoughts and, you know, you could talk about your uh, business and, um, you know, anything else you want our viewers to know. Uh, I think you said something. I remember you said something about, uh, you know, also the power of, music you mentioned two instruments that um you have played and I and I know you're not saying in a sense like you're look I don't I don't want to misjudge so just let me know but I know you're probably not saying in a sense like you know you're taking music seriously as in wanting to be a musician um but you say that you use music like the piano and it's another instrument you've talked about very briefly where, you know, you allow that to help you out with your spirituality and your body. Um, Let me know what it was. I know you didn't mention it. And I mean, for me, I I actually do music. I'm just in a development stage right now. Um, 
production that is, but I actually do want to play instruments myself. Uh, so for me, the reason why it's so great is because, again, it could tell a story. And uh, if you look at the, I forgot who the musician was, but um, the guy that did the Four Seasons, uh, damn, what is his name? Um, Hmm. The guy that did the four, I forgot his name because I was about to say Bach, but I don't think it's Bach. It's another classic musician, classical musician. Um, yeah, like you get into this whole world of like melodies and all these different things, allowing yourself to take part into a world where you could, because music is a form of art and is a form of spirituality. Uh, you know, a lot of the times I've learned from the Native Americans they pass down, you know, traditions of song. I mean, even Negro spirituals, if you really think about it, it was always passing songs down from generation to generation. Melodies and all these different things was usually the same. But the reason why it was such a great thing spiritual, spiritually is because the unison of the melodics, whether you're using your voice or you're using an instrument, that really set the tone for how you was feeling. And even with the music that's out now or back in the day, it's still the same effect. It's, it's still the same effect. We have an understanding, and it doesn't matter what genre it is. We know that music spiritually connects you in a way where you're allowed to feel some type of emotion to it, whether it's happy, sad, or in between. And that's why I think it's very important, especially with ourselves, if you are a musician, just speaking in general, or, you know, you're not, but you know how to play instruments. Those are tools that's just fucking amazing. I must say that. <laughs> yeah, very much like tools. And it's just a form of expression. I'm, I'm definitely not a musician by any means, I wouldn't say. Um, but I do write, I do have like like a book of songs that I've written and I do sit with my bongo and play to other songs and the bongo I usually use to like align myself with other rhythms like I'll typically play along to other music and it allows me to feel what I'm listening to a little bit more deeply and also to kind of just get in tune with like what I'm hearing and feeling a little bit more deeply as I like, because the bongos are a really interesting instrument I feel like the pitch that they create is unlike the things that that we use today so mm -hmm. it's I've found that to make that's what makes it kind of challenging it's like okay like the tones of it don't typically align but so it's a little it, it's fun it's fun to try to like work around the instrument to create something that I'm used to hearing um but it's definitely challenging and then with the piano that kind of when you were saying like um, mel like when you were talking I just kept thinking like melodies are spiritual like I feel like the whole way that they come together is just it's just something that you can feel and you know that other people feel it too because it's just I don't know I want to say it's like almost like a like a universal wavelength the way melodies work it's like you know everybody feels it because it's you can't not feel a melody it's like there's a reason why um, like certain keys work together as far as um, like the spacing and the numberology that goes along with like the piano it's like it's it's really something and so I I typically just use it to um, allow my ears 
to like to train them like I'm kind of learning that way as opposed to learning by reading music however I I value that way too um just for like the quickness of things though which is what my mind is a lot about I'm very an immediate person um just learning by ear has been something that I've really enjoyed and sometimes I'll create things and I'll record things where it's literally just me playing based on what I hear and it's not that I know what I'm essentially doing by any means but like I'll share it with my brother and he'll he like once he played it back to me not even he played me back something that I'd sent him almost like over a year ago and when we listened to it it was like oh my god that's actually really good and like wow like you like there's just so much feeling to it and it's very raw but it's like like the words are beautiful and it's a really like organic way I feel of coming up with poetry because it's like Mm. you're you're like you're coming up with words but you're just going along with the vibes that you're creating in that moment and so it's really something that's not at all premeditated it's super natural I feel like it's one of the most natural things that I've done and it's also one of the most like vulnerable things that you can do and I think that too is like what really makes it like a real spiritual practice and why I have a lot of like respect for musicians because it takes a lot to just even if you're just like free flowing and trying to like freestyle like that comes with even though it's a low pressure thing because it's like oh it's just freestyling but it's like no there's a lot of pressure behind that there's a lot of (laughs) anxiety behind that there's that's not like doesn't feel free I mean it feels freeing when you do it but it feels very like it's like you gotta you gotta jump in you know yeah there's a real barrier that you gotta like really just hop over to get there and so it's really beautiful I'm excited to see how that trans this practice transforms for me uh my brother is getting really into making music and a lot of his friends do it and are pursuing that as like their profession so I'm just kind of like I'm here I'm having fun if you guys need like a backup dancer I'm down (laughs) um or like a vibe creator would be more like what I would want to do but um, that should be an occupation now that you say that a vibe creator it really should. Like, <laughs> that just be the occupation. I gotta make my own lane somehow. It might. It'll be that. It'll be like creative. Like yeah. I really would just like somebody to pay me for my thoughts. Like just pay me to like come up with cool shit for you. I'll like be a part of a think tank, something like that. I think I would do really well in that sense. I think so too. Um, my last thoughts on that as well. Um, unless you have any more. Um, I, when everything that we were just talking about with music, I just have to give a, a good shout out to uh, someone like Kanye West. And the reason I brought him up is because I remember he said this one of these type of things before. I don't know if it was a lie or it's true, but I read something like, you know. All right, shout out to Kanye. Shout out to Kanye, back on the air. Uh, okay, Just, uh, okay, we cool, we cool. All right, sorry about that, guys. We was uh, disrupted. You know, Wi-Fi giving a brother problems, but it's all good. I don't have no cheap Wi-Fi. I pay for all my bills, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I was um saying with Kanye uh really quickly uh. We, I was saying that uh, what I liked about him a lot 
was because he said when he sat up there and he was talking, I'm not, I seen this, I forgot where I seen it from, but Kanye was talking about when he was able to do music, he was seeing colors. And I thought that was just so amazing about what we was talking about tonight, because, you know, you talk about, you know, being an artist, I'm talking about being an artist and, you know, the different forms we have. So I'm just like, okay, I thought of our color. Like, do we really see things from an esoteric view when we do the stuff that we do? And of course we do because we're visionaries. So, you know, to the common person, they're going to be like, I don't understand that. And it's like, okay, that's why, you know, certain people deal on certain planes. You know, there's certain people who go to certain dimensions. There's certain people who stay at other dimensions. And that's fine. I would never ridicule anybody for being on a different plane than I am because I'm just more of a critical and an analytical thinker. But um, as terms as the artistry, I just thought about that. And I was just like, that that's cool when you think about that because I analyze it differently. Like when I hear certain songs, I try to understand why they came out with the title or the sample that they used or what instruments they chose out for the song and why does it sound like that? So yeah, and I mean, with you playing the bongo, you know, you trying to get the right setting and, you know, putting things together, you know, to make sure that you got the right tone for the song and it fits in. Like, that's that takes work because that's a mental type of work that comes into that. It's not like you just like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to play the bongo and just like whatever. Like, no, I'm playing the bongo and it's aligning with what I'm playing with, you know? So I thought that, yeah. was, I thought that was really cool. I love that about Kanye. Yeah, no, I totally saw the same thing. Also don't remember where I saw it, but definitely had me kind of like, ooh, really, Kanye? And I'm like, hmm, what do I see? And then now that I'm like further into my practice of things, I totally resonate with just kind of like, I don't want to say like losing yourself, but it's like you're you're there, but you're not really like seeing things the way you normally do. It definitely does feel like a different dimension and yeah, I feel like, like, as far as artists that I love and, like, admire and that have, like, really helped me kind of just see the level of spirituality that comes into music would be, like, Mac Miller. I Mac just feel like... Miller, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. My favorite. One of my favorites. That man. Yeah. 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 Just, like, the way, like, one the amazing like the incredible amount of songs that exist released and unreleased and then just like the diligence of one's practice and then too just like the connection to a higher source is really what I feel in his music and hear in his music and the and the ability to just kind of like think outside of this realm and think outside of like what is socialized and normal and so yeah, really shows me the power of music with his words and artistry. Yeah, the power of music, the sound of music. Um, shout out to that movie from like 66. Um, yeah, I I couldn't agree more. But um, yeah, I, I don't I don't I don't know what else to say. I just I just get so excited, you know, about those topics in particular, because there's just more of a, a very uh I was gonna say subliminal, like no, it's not subliminal. Um, it's a very, it's a very uh, deep thought that comes into that that I that I believe in. You know what I'm saying? And that's just been my principle since I was young. So yeah, I 
I definitely agree. Um, I, well, we're coming to the ending of the show. Um, I, I want you to, I want you to give um, any final thoughts you have, but I also wanted you to talk about your business as well, even if that includes your art. Um, I, I'll say it till I'm blue in the face. I'm all about supporting people, um, their businesses, uh, because it's not easy to just own a business. There's a lot of thoughts that go into that. And it would be my job to make sure that people get promo through me um, whenever they come on my show or, you know, just in real life, you know, this goes beyond the podcast. This is just one of the places we meet up when we have conversations, but um, any final thoughts of yours, um, even if you want to tell us about your business, even give us a, a line into what you do with the business or anything. And then um, we'll, we'll just share after that. If you, um, you can go. Yes. So my business is currently evolving. I used to have a a site that was called House of Vern um, and like a whole Instagram that I was curating. And that was really, um, really beautiful. Like I really love the work that I created for House of Vern. And where I'm at now with that is turning House of Vern into like who I am, like because Vern is my mother's name. And I've just come to this realization that I don't need really to separate it. I would just like it to just kind of be me and I would like everything that I do because everything that I do do is connected from like the earrings to the events to the paintings to the um, to the photography it's like it all can be under one and I've just been trying to work to figure out how to do so but yeah I contact I host all sorts of things um, from paint and sips to jewelry making events to healing events um i'm always down to make you a personalized pair of earrings for a best friend and like send out thoughtful like gift packages um currently i'm getting into herbalism and like creating bath salts but right now my focus is more about community and it's it's a lot less about like selling to people and more about just like healthy giving practices and getting the things I love out into the world in a way that's not um, like in short, I would prefer like the big companies, the corporate companies to pay rather than like my homies and my community to pay. So currently we're trying to figure out how to do all that and to align that with reality. Um, but yeah, my Instagram is house of Vern J a U S O F and then underscore Vern. Um, follow me there. See all the fun things I do. I've lately gotten into doing kind of like Oracle card readings just for like the seasons and for the times. And that's something I want to do a little more of. Um, I've been doing them personally. Really, I'm just kind of like a jack of all trades. If you like the vibe, you like the concepts, the ideas, you just want to have transformative dialogue. Like I'm your girl, so... Yes, Dawson Vern for the community. Right, right. All about the vibes. You know, you got to say like slow and steady. That's how I like to be funny. Be like the vibes, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Vibes. Uh, well, let me say this. Uh, before we get out of here, I really appreciate you being on the show tonight. Um, I think it was great when we have uh, dialogued off of um, Zoom. Shout outs to Sherry L. Um, 
you know, shout outs to her. She's doing her thing. Um, and, you know, ultimately, I wish you much prosperity um, on all of your endeavors, you know. And like I said before, this just goes deeper than the podcast. Um, personally, like, ever wanted to contact me all the way through, hey, no problem at all, you know. And, um, yeah, it's all about just creating um, a space where, you know, we all can come together and just have a conversation on anything. And I really wanted my podcast to exhibit that. And now that I have more of a, let me say this really quickly. Now that I'm not more pussy than I was before, now I have no problem contacting people and be like, get your ass on this podcast so that we could talk and we can have a conversation. And that's what we're going to do. I've come a long way with this people, but I did it. I did it. And I'm still going to do it. Yeah. Season four, finally podcasting, man. So otherwise than that, thank you so much, Josh, for coming on the podcast. Jocelyn, thank you very much. Um, until next time, thank you. peace and hair grease, I'm out. <laughs> Bye, Blaze. Right. Thank you for creating the space. No problem. Toodles. Toodles.